Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message on workplace wellness. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Chase Leonelli from Sequoia Wellness and Neomed. Welcome to the podcast, Chase. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Like you said, I work over at Sequoia Wellness. I'm the wellness manager over here. I do a little personal training on the side here as well. But uh, yeah, glad to be here. Awesome. So we're here to talk about fitting in fitness. Now, I know from my experience, I've used this excuse. Thousands of people, probably millions out there use the excuse. And they probably tell you, hey, Chase, I really love to work out, but I just don't have enough time. What would you say to those people without cussing? Right, right, right. No, what would you say to them? <laughs> Because, yeah, you're 100% right. It is, you know, the number one excuse I hear all the time. Oh, I, you know, I canceled my gym membership because I just don't have enough time. You know, we got the kids playing sports summertime. They're out of school. Um, you know, work's crazy. But in reality, 99% of us are going to be able to find, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes throughout our day to kind of fit in that exercise. And then we'll talk about, like, how important that could be, you know, in the long run, affecting our everyday life as well. I've done a lot of case management working for family and community services in various roles throughout the last nine years. And one thing I learned about time management is it's almost hundred percent emotional. Now someone could probably debate that, argue with it, but I would literally work with people that, you know, unemployed at the time working through a jobs program. And I would sit down and I would print out a word document a template we made and we'd sit down and it just had Monday through Friday on it because a lot of people would just say, I don't have time for A, B or C. And I realized that a lot of that was emotions. And so when I would sit down with them and I would show them that piece of paper, like a calendar would be, we'd break it up, I think per hour or half hour, we'd have them go through everything they had to get done during the day. And 100% of the time, people had more than enough time for whatever they needed to get done. And so I realized the perception of time, I don't have enough time, was actually just an emotional response to stress and had little to do with actual time management. For sure. I think when people think exercise, it has this stigma that, you know, you see on TV, you see on the you know social media or whatever it might be, that it has to be this elaborate, fancy, you know, drawn out activity that, but in reality, it could be as simple as I'm going to go for a walk on my lunch break or, you know, I get off work at five o'clock. I, you know, it takes me a half hour to drive home before I go in the house. I'm going to go for a walk, simple stuff like that, that, you know, we can find those 10, 15 minutes. If we write it down on paper, you know, it gets that much easier even because we realize like, oh, like I don't have to immediately jump to the next thing. And like you were talking about stress. So people write down their schedule on paper and they're like, I have no time. Well, that's impossible. There's got to be at some point in your day that, you know, our health and exercise needs to take a little bit of a priority. Like, okay, you know, I need that. You don't have to go watch TV as soon as you get home. Maybe we go for a walk. But like you said, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's an, uh, an emotions thing because, you know, people get, they might have a bad experience with exercise. So, you know, they're like, oh, I hate exercise. Or, you know, it makes them mad and they just don't want to do it. But something that they enjoy or like changing those emotions through exercise, whatever it might look like for that person could be huge. So yeah, exactly. Emotions definitely play a huge role, stress specifically in people, you know, their schedules and their lives. I started working out at 14 playing football and I've loved it. And there's maybe a couple of years I didn't do it or, a couple months or I go on vacation and take me a few weeks to get back in there. But I've like lifted weights or done some kind of activity in there. And even after like a little break, trying to get back into it. And I actually have a passion for, I really enjoy it. I get like a weightlifter high, like a runner would get yeah. high. I don't know if there's any scientific evidence for that, but for me it is. 
When I get inconsistent, though, there's like a battle that goes on. I think a lot of people can relate to. So one part of me, you know, they call that the child versus the parent and the adult voice and that whole thing and, and right. social psych. But I want to go to the gym and it's after work, but I really want to go home, eat and chill. Right. So there's like this battle going on. And this voice inside of me is like, no, Mike, whatever you do, don't go to the gym. Right. Go right. to sheets, get a donut yeah. and go yeah, home. Right, no, I bet a no. lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. When I, when I force myself to go just in the very beginning, after like five right. to ten minutes, it's like those same emotions that try to talk me to go and get a donut and sheets and go no, home and chill is now saying, Mike, we should do this all the time, bro. Yeah. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> like Help people through that process as a, as a trainer and a wellness manager, you probably see that all the time, you yeah, know, I mean, working yeah. in personal training, different things. What, what's some advice that you can give our listeners just to get over that emotional hump in the very beginning? The donut and the, the gym, that's a perfect example because those are both things, <laughs> both things in reality that are going to give us like some kind of, you know, satisfaction in very different ways. Right. So you have like our donut, like, all right, I like donuts. They taste good. They're going to make me feel good for, I don't know, 10 minutes, right? And then we're, we get home and we're like, right. then you get home, that same voice is now going, could have went to the gym, but now we got a donut. So we might've set ourselves back or whatever that might be. But getting people to start is definitely the hardest part. They come from a couple different, like, you know, camps as far as like, you, of course, the, I don't have time group. Like, I'm not going to get started. I know I'm not going to stick to this. The I've had bad experiences with it. But if you can get people to take those first steps into the gym, and they don't have to come here and do anything crazy, but, you know, we start creating a habit and then people start to see changes. It's like anything, like people like to see, yeah. you know, okay, I went to the gym, I lifted 10 pounds. Then the next time I went, I lifted 15 pounds and they start to see those compounding kind of benefits, you know, like, oh, I lost some weight or, uh, you know, oh, I sleep better. All of these things start to add up and it becomes a habit, right? But, you know, like you said, getting them to start, I don't, I don't know what would be the, the trick to it other than, you know, getting them to just come back. And I think the biggest thing with that is, is for me, you know, being a trainer and everything is building a relationship with that person. You kind of meet them where they're at, right? Right. So I don't, yeah. They don't come in the gym day one and I, you know, I put them through like a, a high school football workout or a college football workout. You know, you find out a little about, about them as a person and we can kind of adapt what we're going to do to them and what their goals might look like because, you know, everybody's goals are going to look a little different. Everybody's reasons for wanting to exercise are going to look a little different. You know, I've had people come in and say, like, hey, I had a heart attack six months. My doctor told me I need to change. And then in the same day, you have someone come back and be like, hey, I want to run a triathlon. Two very different mindsets as to what fitness is going to be for them and what their fitness journey might be. But, you know, being able to meet people where they're at and, and be able to explain fitness to them or make fitness work for them is going to be, you know, what keeps them coming back. I almost feel like a trained, right? So like you always see in the movies where they start, especially the old school steam engines, they barely get, they're so heavy, they're hard to get going. Right. They move a little bit. And then once you get it going, it's full steam ahead and nothing can stop that thing. And I feel like yep. working out at any type, thinking back to my sports days or just what I'm trying to do to get a little healthy and lose a little weight in the gym now, or just doing anything like that is, or just getting outside and taking a walk at Sunny Lake or one of the other Portage parks in our area that are beautiful is that getting started, you get the momentum going and then just gets easy and you don't have that chemical fight going on and that emotional right. fight going on. So it's almost like a mind over matter issue. But the beautiful thing, a lot of the research is saying now that while there may be some benefit to do like 30 minutes or an hour consecutively, you don't have to do it consecutively, do you? To get the cardio in for the day, you could break it up in smaller increments. So 
What would you tell people about that? So the American College of Sports Medicine says you should get 150 minutes of cardiovascular exercise a week. Okay, you throw that number on a piece of paper, people go, nope, not a chance, not happening. Okay, well, if we look at it, that breaks into we can do 30 minutes today, five days a week, all right? But we now are saying, like, we only have to do this 10 minutes at a time, 10-minute bouts of exercise. Right. And we look at 10 minutes, that's half of an episode of your favorite show, right, without commercials. Those 10 minutes, we do that three times a day throughout the day. Boom, we're at our number before we even, you know, left work. We can hit 10 minutes before we wake up, 10 minutes on our lunch break, 10 minutes on the way out the door, we're good. And in reality, you know, those are the kind of things that add up, you know, we're looking to prevent disease and all of that. Now, we're not going to become Lance Armstrong, you know, just getting in those three 10-minute bouts necessarily, but we're going to, you know, do what's important for us and, you know, preventing disease. So our big stuff, heart disease, diabetes, you know, kidney disease, all these big things. 10 minutes at a time, you know, could save us a lot of headaches down the road. And I think there's this old school mentality, Chase, correct me if I'm wrong. When I played football, I was in this meathead gym and literally in a basement in Garrettsville and people would bring powder in, they would sweat everything, you know, just, it was nasty, stinky. And we loved it back then, you know, now that I'm in my forties, I don't want to be anywhere near a place like that. And I think (laughs) a lot of people can be kind of intimidated by it. The idea of a gym because in their mind, you like you said, they may have had a bad experience or they went there. Then maybe some guys were kind of locker room talking back and forth. But most gyms are not like that anymore, no. are they? No, I don't all- think so. You're you're 100 right when it, there's like this this stigma about it, and that's a perfect example. I mean, that those 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 places still exist. I mean, I started my like fitness career, if you will, in a gym like that. It was an old monster truck garage. You know, we had dudes flipping tires and the chalk and the swearing and the sweating all over the place. And, you know, that's one way to do it, but yeah. you know, another way to do it is you can never step foot in the gym your entire life and be fit and healthy and all of this, or you could come to, you know, Sequoia wellness is a little bit more family friendly. You know, there's not like Metallica is not playing here, but um, <laughs> right. So, right. No big stereo where you can't hear people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, Shouting, everyone's screaming every set. Everything's not covered in like that rust and that grime. But I think a lot of people who, you know, don't exercise have that image of meathead gyms and they think that's the only way when in reality, there's a million different ways. I tell people find something that you enjoy doing. It could be as simple as walking up and down one stair in your house for a half an hour. If your heart rate's up in reality, you're exercising, right? Right. Once people get into what they like, I think it's a lot easier for them to stick to it. And our audience is primarily employers and employees. And every time I talk about this, I try to bring this up. There's a gentleman by the name of George Nelson Jr. who's a safety manager, I believe in Indiana now. I met him on LinkedIn, but he has this concept that he's kind of phrased or coined this phrase he's coined called uh, the industrial athlete. And he makes this really good point. He said, people like LeBron James and professional athletes, you know, the NFL, they spend millions of dollars to keep their body in check. I think there's an article like, LeBron spends a million and a half a year to keep his, I mean, between massages, therapy, working out trainers, all these different things. Now, obviously it's unrealistic for all of us, but, but we can't take a portion of that. So his idea was, Hey, a lot of these pro careers, they don't even last two, three, four, five years. How much do we spend our time to keep us good at what we do, keep us relevant and more importantly, keep us healthy and safe. So we can come back the same way we came. And I thought, wait, man, what a brilliant concept to kind of think about that and paint a picture. And so there are some practical things 
we don't have to get in all the details, but I just want to encourage people. And maybe you have some comments on this. You know, you may have a specific job. You may be have sedentary employment you're in the office and you just need to get up and do some jumping jacks or stretch out every hour for five mm-hmm. minutes. You may be in a factory where you're doing repetitive work and the number one injury is overextensions. Sure. Stretching and plyometrics may be a, a different strategy for you, right? Yeah. I mean, overall fitness is good for everyone. I personally had back issues for the last 10 years. And during the lockdown, I work out of Planet Fitness and everything was shut down. So I, I just started doing home videos through my fire stick on YouTube sure, and, and just started doing ad work because I always said I would and I knew it would be good for my back, but I never did. Within that year, it's almost completely alleviated my back pain. Now, if I go pick up firewood or something, helping a friend out, you know, it'll still get sore, but nowhere near like it was. And so I was going to the chiropractor every two weeks, at least every month, and I've cut that way back. So just doing crunches in my living room, and I'm talking fat man crunches, right? I'm not doing the old school (laughs) setups where I'm touching my knees. I'm talking, you know, I joke, my wife thinks I'm having a seizure on the floor. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Are you okay? Like, no, I'm just working out, babe. Got this. And so, but that is almost completely alleviated back pain. So I want to encourage, there is a general fitness out there of cardio and resistance training and all that, but there's some specific things that may be tailored to your life or to your workplace that can help keep you safe and keep you healthy for what you do every day. Right. That's where someone like Chase would come in Sequoia Wellness. It's a clean environment. I've been there, used to do a class in Neomed for a little capstone course. So I would come in there, check it out. It's very clean. There's no judgment. Senior citizens work out there. They're happy chatting in the morning, a lot of cool stuff. So it's real friendly environment, but someone like Chase could really help tailor something specific. It's if it's intimidating to go to the gym, look at getting a trainer, look at going to a place like this so they can help tailor what specifically you're looking to overcome. And that can make a big difference. Can it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So like you were saying, yeah, we can definitely tailor things to what people are looking for. And I mean, everybody's job's a little different, you know? Like you said, people working at desks, people working out in the, you know, we have a lot of farmers around where we work. So, you know, people coming in with those kinds of jobs, like you said, we put something together for them with, you know, not like a, to sell myself, but here at Sequoia Wellness, we do offer with your membership. Like we offer, you know, an exercise prescription for everybody. It's free. You come in, you sit down with the trainer. We talk about, you know, what are our goals? What do those look like for you? Anything, you know, previous injuries, any kind of like heart conditions, anything like that. We sit down and go over all of that put together an exercise plan for you, show you how to do everything, make sure we're doing it safe. And then, you know, we offer that every six to eight weeks, you come back, we check in on you, make some changes wherever we might have to and uh, offend you on the way. But yeah, it's definitely a, a place where, you know, we want people to be healthier. That's awesome. So if any of our member employers are listening to this chase and they're thinking, Hey, you know, I'd like to bring something like that at work or make that available for my employees just real quick, what are some services that Sequoia Wellness offers employers in the area? Sure. So we do it a couple of different ways. Um, one of our things we call is like corporate advantage. Basically, we will partner with a company or an organization, and they would, you know, if they send their employees here to become members, they would get, uh, you know, a discount off of their enrollment fee. Some companies we partnered with will reimburse their employees. It's like almost on a one-on-one basis. So there's a company that, you know, says, hey, if you go to the gym this many times a, a month, you bring us your check-ins and your receipts, we'll reimburse your gym membership. Another thing we offer, is kind of like wellness programming, and it can be as simple as having, you know, a nutritionist or a trainer come in, talk to your staff for an hour, half hour, whatever it might be on pretty much whatever you like. You know, we've done cardiovascular disease, we've done fitting in fitness in, in the workplace, you know, we've had our dietitians go in and talk. So whatever it might look like, whatever you're looking for for your employees, 
we offer like massage services where we can send like chair massage out to you know a location. There'll be massages for now. Um, you're talking. Yeah. See, people, people are like listening that. out. People are listening people out. Going. Um, be, yeah. So you know, come out, get a ten minute massage at work. You know, go back to do what you got to do. But we offer a, a little bit of everything as far as you know, workplace health promotion kind of stuff. All right, awesome, Chase. If someone would like to reach out, how do they get a hold of you? So you can reach. Us at Sequoia Wellness, you can go to our website, sequoia-wellness.com. We are over in Blitztown, Ohio. Um, you can reach out to me personally. My email is cleonelli, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I, at iwp-llc.com. I know that's a lot, but I'm on the website as well. So if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out. I'd be more than happy to help. And if you're listening to this through the podcast, I will be putting a link in the show notes under the name Sequoia Wellness. Now, not every podcast app allows the links to go through, but I know on Apple Podcasts and different things, they will allow that to go through. So you could just click on more information or show notes, depending on what it says in your particular app, and the show notes will pop up and you can click right to their website. So we'll go ahead and do that. So Chase, thank you very much for telling us how to fit in fitness and giving us some advice and hopefully we all use for this new year. So we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Everybody out there, thank you and be safe. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.